Join Charles Comer and Jane Spencer as they dive headfirst into the chaotic world of Saturday college football games, dissecting all the jaw-dropping upsets and sharing their unfiltered opinions. They're here to give you the inside scoop on all the exhilarating twists and turns that make college football so unpredictable on the Over Under podcast. In three, two, one. All righty. You can't build your team in the transfer portal. This important year for some teams in college football. I feel like some awards got snubbed. feel like the Heisman got snubbed. But we're going to talk about that all today on the Over and Under podcast. It is yours truly, Charles Comer, with yours truly, James Spencer. How are you doing today, James? I'm here, you know, living and dying at the same time. Yeah, yeah. All you can do. All you can do. Man, so we had a lot to talk about. You know, it's it's been kind of disappointing because there weren't really no games today or yesterday, I would say. Uh, you had the Army Navy game, but I didn't even watch that. So we won't go deep dive into that game. But we do need to talk about the season. Uh, you know, as overall, overall, what happened during the season. Uh, talk about everything that's happened with the awards. Everything that's happened with conference alignment. Some of it that's coming this year. And, you know, there's a 12-team playoff. So we got a lot to talk about, even though there weren't games a lot of feedback and news, but top five moments from this year from you. Do you go ahead and let me know. You don't have to name them one through five, but go ahead and let me know one of your moments that was a college football. Let's see. One Did of you them have a team that uh, got upset? Oregon ruining it for Tech when they Oregon thought it was going to be Oregon. Oregon ruining it for Tech. That's probably, that's a good one just because uh, I don't like tech, and I hate the fans. That's crazy. Uh, and you, you live in Lubbock. You live in Lubbock, and you hate tech. And? <laughs> I guess. Mad me. <laughs> Let's see. What else? I yeah. had one of mine. Texas going into Alabama and coming out with oh, yeah, a 10-point win. Yeah. You know, Alabama under Nick Saban never lost a home game by more than double digits. The first time they lost a home game in double digits was to Texas, and the last time they've ever lost a home game by more, well, the last two home games they lost were in Nick Saban's first year in 2007. So he lost to LSU by seven in the University of Louisiana Monroe by seven. So that was his first year. Yeah, coach Alabama. So for Texas to go in and get that win this year was big. One of the main reasons they did make it into the college football playoffs. But that was one of mine. I'm going to give you a second one just to go off. When LSU lost to Ole Miss, um, (laughs) this is when I started my betting sports. When you were like, hey, you know, sleeper, you can do picks. And I'm like, you know what, let me put a parlay in, okay? Then I did my parlay on, you know, my other app. LSU is up 42 to 34 going into the fourth quarter. And I'm like, okay, you know, I don't think Ole Miss is going to come back and win this game. They got Jaden Daniels. I didn't know the LSU secondary was going to give up in the fourth quarter in their defense. Uh, Ole Miss went to score 21 points, end up winning the game 55 to 49. 
tell you, I lost the parlay. It was 10K off that game. I'm not going to lie to Damn. you. Damn. That was my last leg. I had a 15-leg parlay. It was, a, it was a hope and a prayer, and I was looking at that. I'm like, yo. It's crazy. 15 leg is crazy, <laughs> but I needed that one game and I was going to be up 10K. I was like, man, I'll be up 10K. It's going to be nice. And LSU blows it in the fourth quarter. Heartbroken. That's about right. Very heartbroken. Oh, you know what was crazy, Mo, though? Uh, when New Mexico State beat Auburn. Yeah. It was in New Mexico. Mm. That was wild. Yeah, New Mexico yeah, State did that. beat That's Auburn. That's crazy. Wow. They, but, uh, what else would I have? There was there was nothing super wild for me. Cause uh, my team kept losing to Washington, so there wasn't nothing amazing with them. Oh, you know what? Yeah, as we were talking about New Mexico State and Auburn. Yeah, that was yeah. a crazy game. Tell me how you felt about that one. No shade against like New Mexico State or nothing. They're D one school and everything, but they. That, you know, they're mostly known for basketball and stuff like that. So, them to go to beat Auburn, an SEC team like, like that is just probably, yeah, probably, I give it one of my top moments just because it was just a surprise. That David Pavia, I think it's the quarterback's name. I think so, something like that. Scout team NFL quarterback right there. He's going to be nice, that scout team NFL quarterback. He's not he's not starting material, but he can get some reps on the, on the scout team for sure. Mm-hmm. My other one is the Pac-12 late night special with Oregon. Oh, sorry, not Oregon, but Colorado and Colorado State, where everybody was the four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was. You went up? Nope. That game was crazy. There was a lot of trash talk in the coaches' media all week. Went into double overtime. I think that's the game we really saw, or where I started to see that Colorado's. Uh, Colorado's yeah, faults, flaws. Before you, you say trash. Before I hate trash, you know, faults, flaws, you know, where they started to come out because TJ Horn was killing them at wide receiver. They were running like the same play. Yeah. Like three drives, you know. And then Dion's overtime, you know, conspiracy on taking the ball first. I never understand that. We'll never no, understand that, right? But now listen. My next one is going to make you mad, but when Virginia won in North Carolina, because you hyped up, because you hyped up, (laughs) you hyped up Drake May, I think the game before that, you hyped up Drake May so much, and I was like, okay, I'll believe you know. Listen, he didn't play bad. He just threw a a bad pick at the end. That was really it. Which yeah, on the I game, get, he had like I, 357 yards, so. Yeah, I know it was like t- for the game, but, I mean, he didn't play well. They should have blew Virginia out. I don't even know why it was a game, but, yeah, it was well, – it wasn't good. It wasn't a game. I mean, North Carolina's defense in the fourth quarter was acting like they were running like gassers all day. It was crazy. Yeah. You could see them on the, on the field. They were – Bent tired. over, they were tired. They was asking mm-hmm. to be subbed in. Mac Brown was like, "What do you mean subbed in? This this mm-hmm. is the fourth quarter, you know." Um. So yeah, that one, the Colorado game, Texas going into Bama, LSU losing to Ole Miss, and the one that I hated worse, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, USC being so disappointing this year. <laughs> USC, Caleb Williams. Understanding it's not Caleb's fault. Understanding that it is Caleb's fault. As you look more into the season, 
uh, USC's practice tendencies, how they don't practice well. Lincoln Riley, you know, having the worst defensive coordinator in God knows probably the league. All that talent, and most of them are transferring out. A lot of a lot of their skill skill players are transferring out. But all that talent and a disappointing season. Yep. Caleb was supposed to be the first quarterback to win back to back Heisman, but there was there's a little mix up in that. We'll get sorry to that about later. You sorry about it? You don't like Caleb? I feel like you. No, not, not to not, like Caleb. It's not. It's not. It's not like that. It's just. Just going into the season, you know, all the hype coming in around them and everything, and then this is the season that they gave. It's just, I don't know. It's just um, not what you expected from this USC team coming off from last year and everything, and Caleb Williams being who he was. Well, I mean, not was who he is. I mean, he's still not a bad player. It's just he made mistakes. The team wasn't helping him at all, and it's just just a bad, just a bad overall season for them, which. Hey, it happens. It happens here and there. Who do you think will be better in the league? Drake May, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's all I got. Or JJ McCarthy if he leaves this year. Out of all those, I think uh, Drake May is going to be the better quarterback. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, bro. He's just he's more, I think, more NFL ready than the others. But um, that's just my opinion. Caleb Williams is from USC. You haven't seen a good USC quarterback since like Carson Palmer. Matt Liner? What was wrong? Oh, with we're not even we're not doing this, bro. <laughs> okay. Matt Liner was not that guy. But I'm not yeah. about to you want me to bring up the stats? I'll bring up the no, stats. No, no, no. We don't, we don't need to bring okay. the, so we don't need to bring the NFL stats are disappointing, you know. NFL stats are disappointing, but so you say Caleb Williams, well you say Drake May will be better than Caleb Williams. Yeah. You think Michael Penix will be? In there, I think he's gonna need like a year or two if he gets lucky. To I mean, he probably won't get that lucky, but if he sat behind a quarterback before like a year or so, I think he he would have benefit off of that. But so you're I think saying that, Drake May is ready, like right? Yeah, now. I think he's like NFL ready. Just like the way he can go into the draft, go practice, and start like next week. I mean, he's probably that's probably what the situation is gonna be for him. But um, Ma- Michael Penix, I think if he said, I think he's gonna be the, the better one though, like in the long run. But as of like right now, going if they all got drafted right now, I think Drake Drake May will be is the most NFL ready quarterback. But all down the line, I think what's his name, Penix would be the better quarterback down the line. I like Penix. Don't get me wrong. I like Drake May. I've I've watched film on him. Drake May is he's all right. I'm not gonna say he's that guy, but. He's all right. I think Michael Penix will be penalized for his release on how he releases the ball. Um, Drake May has that kind of NFL caliber already, like high, yeah, his high elbow. You know, not coming off the back foot a lot. And I think Michael Penix comes off his back foot a lot. I mean, his release is kind of weird, but I think Michael Penix's precision is way better than anybody. Oh, yeah. that's in the draft. Um, I think if you put him behind a good receiving core, then you'll be good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you give him maybe just like sit behind a quarterback, not even, like just a decent uh, mentor. I think he'll mm-hmm. he'll benefit off it. Like I said, I think he'll be the better quarterback in the long run. But as of right now, with the mechanics and everything, it'd be Drake May. Well, yeah, well, we'll see how that plans out. We'll have to do a podcast on that on the top prospects we think going into the NFL draft For as sure. we go into in the off season and get closer to the draft. But uh, 
going into the next segue, the transfer portal has been on fire. Yeah. Every day I wake up, transfer, transfer, he transfer, mm-hmm. you transfer, I transfer, everybody can transfer now. And I don't think a lot of people know the transfer rules or how the transfer works. So for yeah. our listeners, I'm staying, uh, let me explain the transfer portal. So you had about 1,500 players into the transfer portal so far. And they like the most in like ever yeah. or something like that? Well, yeah, because I think last year they had around 1,100, I think. But the first, within the first week, it was 1,500 players. All That's including D1 and D2. So, yeah. Excuse me. So, you had um, a lot of big names come out to the transfer portal. But some of the rules to let you know. So, you can only transfer once, like as a regular student. Um, once you graduate, right? If you graduated from Tech. Once you graduate, you can transfer again. And then let's say your coach leaves. You also have eligibility to transfer another. Yeah. So you have the ability to transfer three times if you really wanted to, if all that happened back to back to back. But, man, it's have you seen the people in the portal? I think Texas A&M is going to be absolutely gutted. Uh, yeah, so, I think so. They Didn't they lose, like, almost all their D-line and everything? So on my list, I have Walter Nolan. They lost. 64285. Yeah. He uh, he's from that recruiting class in 2022, their best recruiting class in college football. He's a part of that. Um then you have LT Overton, who was another defensive lineman from the 22 recruiting class. He's 65280. So they're losing yeah. a lot of big men up front in the in the defensive line. Did you um, say he was the number 1 recruit from that class? Yes. Okay. Walter Nolan was the number one recruit from that class. LT Overton was the number 12 defensive lineman, I think, from that class. But altogether, that 2020, 2022 class from Texas A&M was the best class that any mm-hmm. college football program had recruited. So Walter Nolan, I think, will go to Texas. But, yeah. you know, Eli Elijah Robinson left. He was the defensive line coach from Texas A&M. So when Mike mm-hmm. Elko, yeah, when Mike Elko got there, I'm guessing they couldn't figure out or if Mike Elko wanted to keep him, but he left. He went to go coach Syracuse with the coach from Georgia, Georgia's defensive coordinator who got the Syracuse job. Yeah. He went to go coach up there. Um, but I think Nolan and Overton are going to be a duo deal. I, I think they've built a tight core, that defensive line, especially at, especially at Texas A&M. So I think they're gonna both wherever one goes. I think the other one will follow. I would be surprised if they don't. If yeah, they don't do that. Yeah, but, um, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Another noticeable in the portal, you have Dante Moore, the uh, quarterback from UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, yeah. Freshman started this year. Did have he had actually he had a good start, but then after the Utah game, really was struggling and kind of had some injuries. So. I don't think that – I won't say I don't think he'll do well, but wherever he goes, he has to understand, I guess, more of the IQ of the game. Because you can see at times that we was playing quarterback mm-hmm. that he wasn't comfortable with the speed of the game. And, I mean, that's that's understandable. That comes, yeah. Yeah, as a freshman, you know, that's yeah. understandable. But 
Yeah, Dante Moore is in the portal. You know, when he um before he committed to UCLA, he was committed to Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah, and at the last moment, he switched his commitment to UCLA. Um, don't ask me why he went to UCLA over Oregon. You know, maybe you know, maybe right. y'all ducks over there did some. Oregon got way more bread than UCLA. You think? Yes. <laughs> Who you think cares I, more about their program? The the college where Nike headquarters is. Or were UCLA were the only where they got to compete with USC? I was just saying, just because it's like it's a California school, it's in LA, so I would think they would like bring in more money for the, from the boosters and everything, especially like from well, they're probably not gonna share it all the way around, but like the from the basketball program and stuff, like throwing that into different departments. But that's just me. I think they're a basketball it. school more than a football school, to be honest with you. Just so many things. But how do you feel about a uh, common court from Ohio State? Okay, so let's let's talk about this, right? Because, you know, we talk about Ohio State, and we talk yeah. about, you know, and mind you, we're going to talk about that too because I told you, you know, my theory was right. Kyle McCord was not C.J. Stroud. He's not a Terrell Pryor. He's not a, was it Cordell Jones was before yeah. him? Um, he's not any of that caliber as far as athletic, right? He sat behind people to get his to get his start. So you would think the reps maybe in practice, the knowledge, the film room, that it would correlate to the field. But he wasn't outstanding. And I think Ohio State needs an outstanding quarterback to get over that hump. One, to get into the national championship. And two, to beat Michigan. Do I think that they're going to find it in the portal? No, I don't think they are. If they don't find a, if they if they sign, I think it's what William Howard from Kansas State. Who, yeah, okay, William <laughs> Howard from Kansas State, and Marvin Harrison stays one more year. Marvin Harrison's draft stock is going to drop because I don't think he's going to have the William Howard's not that caliber of a quarterback. I don't think he's better than Kyle McCord. I so, think it had to do. I think it had so, to do with something with him and Ryan Day that they couldn't click. Gotcha. And so with uh, Cam Ward. Going into the portal, you don't think Ohio State's an option for him? No, they, they've uh, reports have came out. You know, specialists have came out. Analysts from two four seven Sports, that's who does all the transfer portal recruiting. Ohio State is not even on Cam Moore's uh, radar. Ah, They're saying Florida State, Florida State, Miami, and Florida State, Miami, and Oregon. No, sorry, okay. Florida State, Miami, and Washington. So he would go to the other side. He would go to his right. Oh, okay. That would be crazy. Don't think that's ever happened in transfer report history, but it, it is new. So there's really no rules to this thing, right? Yeah. So, but you think you think Cam, Cam Ward would do well in Ohio State? I think so. I mean, they're going to get the top recruits from every year. So it's just plugging him into the system and – uh Working them in with these with these receivers and everything, and especially if uh, Marvin Harrison stays, then yeah, it's that's a lot. I think he would do well. I mean, he he did well at Washington State with what they had, and uh, I mean that's why receiving core at Washington State though, and they had a decent receiving core. I Kelly Kelly, they had a nice tight end. I'm not speaking his name. Okay, I give you decent. They weren't spectacular, but uh, I mean, like oh, you have these Washington State receivers or Ohio State receivers. I mean, Fleming left. So you just have Marvin Harrison and Fleming left. Fleming's in the transfer portal. You got a couple more wide receivers in the transfer portal. And you got what recruits I th- coming in, though, too. So 
top what, recruits. What's what's crazy this transfer portal to me, right? Because I haven't mm-hmm. really figured it out is are kids leaving, like freshmen coming in, sophomore coming in, leaving because they're not getting player time or they're thinking I can go to this other school and get money, right? With, yeah. with all this NIL, NIL deals and everything going on, right? That's why I like, I think they, can't, let's say Cam Ward goes to Ohio State, mm-hmm. right? And then Kyle McCord goes to Nebraska, which they say he's visiting Nebraska. Him and Fleming are both visiting Nebraska this week. And they play each other and Nebraska lose and Nebraska beats Ohio State. Yeah. That's gonna be telling. That's gonna be real telling about like what are we doing? Because in some instances also the kids getting into the transfer portal aren't saying that themselves. The coaches are like, Hey, you need to go ahead and hop in the portal. Like mm-hmm. we're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's just a combination of of all that money, not playing time or someone is coming in that you think you're going to lose your job to. Yeah. I think it's just a, just a whole combination. I think every situation is just different. Like with, with, with Kyle and Ohio state, I mean, he, he was, he was a starter and everything. Just, I mean, he, he was, he wasn't doing bad, but at the same time, it wasn't like the standards of these Ohio state quarterbacks of old, you know? And uh, I think that's glaring down on into him and just, you needs to, he needs to be up here and he's just, right here in the middle of the pack you know and for that for a kid at that age and everything and plus going to classes going to work you've been through you we've been through all these workouts yeah. and study hall and everything and then all this pressure you need to start a quarterback at ohio state you need to be michigan all this hey man some kids will, it'll be too much pressure and go to a school that it's not that type of pressure like beating this type of team every year or having these type of seasons that we're gonna go to the playoffs like just Something that you're more comfortable with, and like, cool, we, we can fight for a playoff spot. We can fight for these rankings, but it's not going to be such much of a, a pressure of being the top spot because you're at the Ohio State University. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that. It's all it's different for everybody. That's just one thing. He's just, I feel like it's just the pressure of all that. But again, everybody goes into the portal for different reasons. And some maybe it just might be money. Some people it just might be that I get playing time or, I mean, they just might not like the school or the, the coaches or whatever, yeah. you know, or the party scene, you know, you never know. You don't, like I said, it's just different for everybody. <laughs> and you know, Wayland was the crazy party school, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it just, whatever you're looking for, if you go into the portal and you're going to find a school that fits you better. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You will. Question. You know, we went to Wayland, right? I asked you this question. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we all transferred in? Because we were all basically there were a lot of transfers to Wayland. Yeah. Like yeah, football, all the football players. Well, can you, could you consider Wayland the HBCU? Because how many black people came to Plainview? <laughs> it was it was a different thing. I I mean Plainview had had black people there, but it was. I don't think it, I don't think it was that many. Because when when I came to no, Tizzy, well, I'm, from, I'm from the area though, so I oh I yeah, like, you so there, know, yeah. There, there was black people there, but. When we all transferred in, yeah, it was just I feel like it was a culture shock to a lot of a lot of it, of us and everything, and just seeing you know these uh, religious and Christian people, and you got people from Houston and Dallas coming into the small town everywhere. from the small Plainview town, and just like it was just a culture shock for everybody. There was I think it was just expecting something different than when we got there and everything, and that's why a lot of people transferred out too the season. So. That would be your boy too, also. I think <laughs> out. 
get back on topic of the transfer portal. Trey Moore from UTSA, which was the sophomore player of the year. Well, sorry, the AAC sophomore player of the year, defensive player of the year, has committed to Texas. Now, you know we're losing Savondre Sweat, Brian Murphy. So Texas is reloading up because they're mm-hmm. going into the big boy league. They're going yeah. into the SEC. I think that was a good pickup by Texas. But the one we really got to talk about is um, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel. Because, you know, yeah. Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon is – Bo Nix came from Auburn, mm-hmm. went to Oregon, became a way better quarterback. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel was at Oklahoma, a Big 12 powerhouse, now into the SEC. But they lost their coach, their office coordinator, Jeff Levy, and he goes into the portal, and now he's at Oregon. Yeah. How do you feel he'll fit? I That's what I've been uh, wondering about since I've heard the news and everything. It's just his playing style and the way Oregon runs their offense is like polar opposites. But, I mean – just like um, like you said about Bo Nix, this man was at Auburn and wasn't the best. At all. Also with that in the uh, Pac-12 game. We're not talking about that. But, uh, yeah, and he, and he transfers to Oregon and look where, where he got him. It's just, you know, like give and take. You just got to – don't want to lose completely his whole game, but you got to give a little bit just so you can get into the offense and follow the play style and everything. But don't lose your whole self. Because I know he's a he's a good runner and everything like that, so yeah, got to you got to keep that to keep that going. But um, it's just it was a weird transfer. I was not I wasn't expecting him to go to Oregon. I wasn't even expecting him to leave Oklahoma to be honest. Well, you know Arnold, their their backup quarterback, because Gabriel got hurt uh, during the year, and Arnold is their I think he's a sophomore. He registered his first year. He's a sophomore. When he came in, mm-hmm. it was just like easy. Mm-hmm. They were going right into the system. There wasn't any, you know, oh, we gotta coach him up. He knew what to he knew what he needed to do. He knew the routes. He knew the plays. So he fit in well. And I think yeah. it's, you get to a point, right, where like when we talk about maybe Dylan Gabriel didn't want to transfer, but the coaches are like, All right, you know what? Your time's really up. Yeah. We need basically cap space when you talk about NIL. We need cap space. So go ahead and transfer out. We'll make sure that you know you get to a good home. But as far as right now, next year, Arnold will be our starter. Yeah. And we don't want you here, give, you know, not having NIL money. Well, not us having efficient NIL money to fill in other areas of need. Right. So, yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. I can see it. Yeah. It's just, we have this, what he has, like, what, three years of eligibility left or something, two? Uh, Dylan Gabriel has. No, I meant the other dude. Arnold has three. Yeah, he yeah, has three so years. Yeah, this other dude has three. I think only Gabriel only has one more year. Yeah, yeah, he has one more year. So yeah, so but that three to one, thing, we have to talk about that. Like a lot of players are transferring with one year eligibility left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve team playoffs. I think, I think a lot of teams, a lot of colleges, a lot of programs are taking these one year quarterbacks in order to make the twelve team playoff. Right. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking too. Why would Nebraska go get Kyle McCord? Gotta ask somebody. They have right now ain't working. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know they were. <laughs> there's a stat I saw. They were second to last in passing yards. I think See? they averaged like the last team was Iowa, and then it was Nebraska. Makes sense. 
Shout out to uh, sh- shout out to Brandon from Nebraska that listens to the podcast. I know he'll like that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was crazy. But I don't I don't I don't know. It's just with the transfer portal, I think it's gonna get wild and like more wild as the years go on. Yeah, because you yeah. know, there's another the portal opens again during the spring. Oh yeah, for, yeah, I forget yeah. about that. So the portal opens again during the spring, and we'll see. You know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but tell me, how did you feel about the award ceremony? I didn't think it was uh, only one that I had a problem with was the receiving one. I get Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I get you. Marvin Harrison and everything like that. But there was better receivers out there this year than I mean, with better numbers, and not trying to talk down but i think with the name and everything he gets thrown up to the the top of the award but malik neighbors bar for bar stat yeah. for stat was way better than marvin harrison this year. yeah i, I think it was more of just the name of just marvin harrison jr here you go i mean yeah. not saying he's a great receiver i get it but neighbor was just miles and miles ahead this year just unstoppable force so that's really what i had a problem with for the most part, other than that, it was it wasn't anything else too controversial. The Heisman, I figured JT was gonna get it, um, but yeah, that was really the only the one that that I thought was just like that's what we doing. Yeah, I get it, but hey, you had a <laughs> doomsday. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was the I thought it was the best receiver in the country for the year, not just yeah. the one with the best name. Well, because you had if it was me, right? If I was voting in the order, I would have put it. I would have put neighbors. Yeah, I would have put a doomsday. Then I would have put Marvin Harrison, right? Yeah, I would do the same thing. Yeah, because Marvin Harrison was great. He was the only, basically, only good. I won't say the only good, but the only, the only, I guess, automatic threat that Ohio State had. That yeah. when you play in a play Ohio State, you're like, all right, we got to stop Marvin Harrison, right? Mm-hmm. Now. If you want to say that is giving him an edge over the other wide receivers, I, I would say no. But when you look for stat for stat and people, you know, other – I'm sorry, with people – with other teams, the competition they play. In the SEC, you had LSU play Auburn, uh, Alabama, Ole Miss, all that, right? Yeah. Who did Ohio State play? Indiana? Nebraska? Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois? <laughs> All the up north, nobody. Penn State, yeah. Penn State was the best game. And mind you, in Penn State, he had a great game. He went off in the Penn State game. But that boosting, if if we're just going to give awards based on people's last name, then Frank Gore's son, who's a running back, should have had an award, right? Yeah. Jerry Rice's son should have got in the, in the wide receiver award. And then you put Marvin Harris in there. But I don't, I don't know, man. I, I was disappointed, in, and I was disappointed in the Eisman. I don't think you, who, who I would you want Penix. for the Eisman. I wanted Penix. Penix. Ah, I wanted Penix. Nah. I'll, Every year, the, who, the, whoever wins the Maxwell Award, who is the best quarterback in the uh, in the um, league or in mm-hmm. the college football, Cohen convertly wins the Heisman Trophy. That's how it. That's oh, how it went every year. Before you get into the Heisman, let me give you these receivers right here. Malik Neighbors was number one receiver in the nation. 
1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. 1,546, 15, but I'm not getting all that into it. On Doomsday, was right behind him, 1,428, 13 touchdowns. And Marvin Harrison is the number nine best receiver in the nation with 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns. There's a few receivers ahead of him, and he's the one that pulls out the best receiver in reward. That's crazy. It's a popularity contest at this Troy, point. Troy Franklin, number five right here. Malik Washington from Virginia. Playing for Virginia? Hey, Malik Washington <laughs> was nice. Malik yeah, Washington play, was nice. Playing for Virginia? Yeah. But uh, anyways, go ahead. I just wanted to point that out. Just This man was number nine in the nation, and he gets the award, but I'm not getting more into it. Go ahead. With the high man, but <laughs> usually that's how it works. Whoever wins the Maxwell Award as the best player, yeah, or best quarterback, usually wins the Heisman. Penix beat Oregon twice, right? First game, uh-huh. he got hurt. Now, did they have a bad stretch, right? A bad stretch yeah. where he wasn't that good? Of course they did. But in big games, he showed up and he won. Jaden Daniels, in big games, they lost. They lost to Bama. He got knocked out the game. I can't blame him for that. When you play against the crimp, the you know the roll tide, they they really get to snap in that belt buckle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ole Miss, as the game I mentioned earlier, yeah, you know they he lost that, and it's just like you know, bro. Like I love Jaden Daniels. I think he's gonna do well. I was actually reading an article on how this off season, how he got so well, it actually in the season. So it's kind of off topic, but. There's a device that LSU started using that it's a VR, like a VR headset. Oh, okay. And he gets to put it on, and he gets to basically they edit the defense that he's going to face that week, right? And then the plays that they have, they put him in there, and he just goes over there. Oh, so dang. he he feels it like it feels like in a real gameplay. In game, so, yeah. Yeah. So he's making his checks, and it's way quicker in the VR, right? So yeah. Making his checks quicker so as he's in the game it just kind of seems like slow motion yeah and they started using it after the mississippi game and ever since the miss well mississippi state game after the mississippi state game his stats were through the roof all right so yeah i would have liked Penix to win it but i'm gonna take away from Jaden daniels winning that it was great it was really a great year for black quarterbacks i'm not gonna lie to you yeah you, for sure you, you had michael Penix, you had Jaden daniels had Cam Ward. Yeah, a lot of other quarterbacks. You had Drake May. We might as well throw him a little, you know. A black quarterback? Game. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we well like, Drake. Uh, black song, dude. Uh, no, Shadir Sanders. Yeah, you yeah, got Shadir. Yeah, I can't begin about Shadir. And I'm glad you brought that up because we oh, got to okay. talk about this transfer portal class, right? A sick transition. Sick transition. <laughs> I'm Great transition, but I'm going to just read this off to you. Now, as I talked about in the beginning of this, you cannot build an offensive line in the transfer portal. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, all right? Dion, earlier this season, as he saw that his son was getting tossed around like a bag of potatoes at the HEB produce, you know, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get a whole – Brand new offensive line next year. These players that I promise to come in, that I promise to develop, they're going to be out of here. One, that's wrong. However, college is a business now. We understand that. Now, I'm, I'm going to read off to you these college Colorado transfer portal updates, okay? Tight end Shaman Taylor from Cincinnati, 
for the year, 23 receptions, 258 yards, five touchdowns. Now, I looked up his premium football stats, right? Mm. So it's PFF. They have the premium stats. They go in-depth about how the players did through the season and everything, right? So his PF grade as wide receiver was 81. That's fine, okay? Weren't worried about wide receivers. We had wide receivers. Or they had, I'm not even going to say we, because I'm a Texas fan. But as a Colorado, you know, yeah, yeah, bandwagon yeah. native, we had wide receivers. Now, I didn't mention that we needed a good tight end that could block. His blocking percentage is 54%. I'm not going to talk about that. But yeah, we're going <laughs> to go into the real blockers. All right. Tyler Johnson, guard from Houston, Texas. All right. His PF rating for pass blocking, 80%. His run blocking, 60%. This year, he allowed eight hurries and one sack. That's a valid offensive lineman out the portal, okay? We're going to go the valid and not valid. Justin Mayers, guard from Utah, 6'3", 309 pounds. We're finally getting some big boys up here, all right? Yeah. Pass blocking percentage, 84%. Run blocking, 76%. Only allowed one sack this year, six hurries. So, with those two, right, that's two solid linemen. You could have stopped there. You could have had two solid linemen, right? You got a new offensive line coach from Oklahoma. He was an analyst, played in the NFL's offensive line, come in, develop the players, right? Yeah. Do you think Deion stopped there? Absolutely not. Let me flip the page and see if it's Okay. Indiana, Khalib, Kalil Benson, 6'6, 310 pounds. James, ask me what his pass blocking was this year. My, you uh, plays for Indiana. Yeah. Big Ten. Big Ten don't have great defensive linemen. They're not They're not SEC-type Big 12 defensive linemen. Big Ten really got defensive linemen that are more, I wouldn't even say sideline to sideline, but more gap, like outside gap control, not really yeah. inside gap control. Pass blocking, 48%. Oh. Run blocking, 70%. Yeah. Okay. Allowed 29 hurries this season. I know, right? <laughs> when you think about that, that's, that that burns. However, he only allowed one sack. Now, Indiana, he's 6'6", 310. Mind you, I'm only saying this. I'm giving you the facts. These are the stats of these players. I'm not making this up. These are people that know how to do analysts way better than me, analyze players way better than me. I'm going to give him grace because they're going to have a better coach. All right, Walker, Yakir Walker from UConn, 6'1", 267. He was a center. Kind of small, but most centers are. Pass block, 68%. Run block, 61%. One sack allowed, 10 hurries. Four offensive linemen transferred in. From Houston, from UTEP, from Indiana, from UConn. He could have had two if he would have been good with two. And these other two, he's going to try to work in. Do you see that working? I mean, it's gonna have to. It's gonna have to. <laughs> we just we just throwing up a prayer. What 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 else? What's it called? The offensive lineman that recruit from IMG did he did he commit or was he still going? No, on? he he Jordan Seaton. He committed right, but he's a freshman. He's not gonna be ready, James. You don't think? Let, no, but let me I, tell you. Let me tell you like ahead, this. Go right? ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I sent you a clip, and my nose is really messing with me. Sorry about that. I sent you a clip of Alabama's offensive line, right? Remember yeah. The clip I sent you, I posted on Instagram. I'm like, yo, never mind. Michigan's going to be by 21. 
Earlier this year, all Alabama had a freshman offensive line. We're talking about the Alabama who yeah. knows how to bring in players, get them in strength and conditioning, knows how to develop them, right? They started him. They think he's that good. His percentage, his FPF grade percentage was like in the 50s until they took him out, made him earn his reps back, and now he's low 70s. Jordan Seeding is not coming in and protecting Shador Sanders' blindside and not going to get absolutely manhandled. He's a, he's a kid still. Let's be for real. How but many like, how many offensive linemen come in the first year and go, mind you, he's going against Utah, who had one of the best defense next year. They're going against Houston, Cincinnati, Texas Tech, right? All right, all right. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. I ain't you hating on Texas Tech. I'm going to give him grace, all right? I'm going to give him some grace. I don't think he's going to be ready. And then you uh, have all the players from last year. You think you think they're going to stay there after you bring in all these people to help compete with them? You basically you basically told them in the midseason, all of y'all are gone. As soon as that is a is a offseason, uh clock strikes one and it starts, pack your bags. I thought you were Louie. You were Gucci from the gate, from the DH gate. I can't rock with you and get out of here. They're not getting rid of everybody, bro. Not everybody. If you, you said they bring in, they're bringing in the four guys, and they got the new recruit. I'm not saying he's gonna start day one, but like work him in or whatever. You know, after like you know you blowing somebody out, work him in, and then by the, by the mid season he might be ready if uh, whatever other tackle is not working out. But I mean, you're gonna have to figure it out with these transfers, and then whoever stays over the off season is just gonna have to figure it out one way or another. Because if you want to compete in the Big Twelve, you're gonna have to get this going. Because it's, it's going to be offense over there. You're going to have to throw the ball at least 40 times a game. You have to run the <laughs> ball. You got to run the ball, too. You got to have some big boys to move people. I mean, just I'm just thinking about just most of these offenses that throw the ball and everything in the Big 12. But I forget, I forget about all these other teams that are come, coming into it. But um, besides the point, but they, they're just going to have to work with what they got. And they got the new coach with the offensive line. I feel like he'll he'll get them ready. And I think they'll be better than when they were this year. They're not going to be maybe like, you know, Alabama offensive line or, or Georgia offensive line or something like that. But it's going to be okay. – I think they'll be okay. They'll be better than what they were this past year. Let me give you an example. Michigan has a good offensive line, right? One of their one of their best offensive line players goes down. They replace him. Yeah. The other replacement did well. Same thing happened with Alabama. The same thing happened with Georgia. What I what what I'm trying to get you to understand is if Dion doesn't start recruiting death instead of just recruiting transfers that may come in, play a year or two, and then leave. Okay, now where do we okay where do we see Colorado in three years? Right? Okay, I got what you said. I thought you were just talking about just going into the season and stuff. But okay, I get what you're saying now. I'm, and, I'm look, saying and maybe I didn't explain that well because I am saying going into the season. But you're talking about like. To build off of that, you know. Yeah, I, like I don't, I don't think you can put apple, oranges, pears, and mangoes all into, all into a, you know, a box and say this is the best apples you're gonna ever have in your life. Yeah. Everybody's gonna mesh together. That was a horrible analogy. But everybody's <laughs> gonna mesh together, right? Yeah. So you can't do that every year. One, that's stressful on your offensive line coach. Two. That's not building a team chemistry, a a program that way, right? Yeah. Now, 
maybe this is the start where he says, you know what, I'm going to bring in these transfers. And then this season, this offseason, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to go to people's houses. I'm not only going to recruit inside of Colorado. I'm going to start going to Texas where my home state is, Florida, you know, competing with these all other schools, building death, building a program. So that way, in two or three years, we're talking about, hey, Colorado's top eight. Instead yeah. of, hey, man, Colorado had went, you know, they went four and eight last year, but this year they went six and six. I guess it's better. That's building, though. It is Com- building. Com- it compared is building, to one and ten. But you're that? Deion Sanders, and the way you've, the way you've, the way you've pictured or made everybody picture you as, I'm coming in and I'm going to build something that you've never seen before, and I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to win a national championship, or I'm going to go to the 12-team playoffs. Now, listen, if they make it to the 12-team playoffs last year, I'm going to the game. Option leave. Because I think them boys, if, if they if they make it to the playoffs, then it's a Cinderella story. I'm, we're going all the way yeah. to the ship. All right, and we'll get blown out by Georgia, but that's that's it. <laughs> that's another thing for another day. But yeah, man, I just I want I want Dion to coach, bro. I want to see him in these pictures with these kids in recruiting classes, just not in Boulder. I want him to go in the houses. I kind of want him to do it the old school way, but yeah. I guess maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's doing it in a new way that's going to work for him. What do you think? All these other coaches are doing it like that all the time too. Like, I don't think they're doing that like, all the time, but I think they're doing it consistently over the years, and that's why you have let's just like let's let's just say Mike Norvell at Florida State. The, his first year, he didn't really do that, but he went into the transfer portal, got him a couple of of wide receivers. But other than that, most of that death has came from his recruiting class. I'm Look just saying, just like do you, you think like Nick Saban or Kirby Smart going to these kids' houses like just to come to their school? Yeah, they already, they, they already know that they already know the pedigree going into a Georgia and Alabama. I'm not saying they're not doing that. I'm just saying like every, every kid that they want, I'm pretty sure they go for like you know the the top the of the camp. top recruits. Or whatever. Yeah, they go in the camps. I think they bring them to the camps, right? Mm-hmm. They bring them to the camps. They bring them to you know the the games. But I think like those top recruits or those four stars that are, could really be five stars once you develop them. Yeah, I think yeah. they're definitely in the house. And that because it's a competition, but now because listen, it's not like back in the day. It's a way bigger competition. Yeah, right. It's a way bigger competition. You got NIL money. You got um, transfer portal. You got TV deals. You got you know all types of stuff. Now, yeah. what I will reckon, what I will congratulate Dion on is he's built Colorado into like an epitome of social media. I didn't even know what Boulder was. Until they were like, yeah, you know, that's crazy. Co- you don't, you don't go to Colorado. Do I look like I go to Colorado? I've been to Colorado. Hey, buddy, more power to you. My girl, <laughs> my right. girl does not like the cold, right? And I like the cold to a degree. Like I didn't always have this beard right here, so it's not always I was cold, cold there. there. Yeah, it's not. But who wants to go to Colorado when it's hot? I can be in Texas when it's hot. I've been to Colorado when when it's not like a blizzard, and it was it was cool. Well, it it's, a, nice. it's a different vibe, but it's cool. Well, hey, we'll hey, go to a legal, legal over there too. Nah, nah, CC, I can't do that. You know, <laughs> can't do that. DOT, <laughs> DOT violations. I can't do it either, but I'm just saying it's there. It's there if you want it. DOT violations. But yeah, you know, I just I'm ready to see Colorado 
become, I don't say a powerhouse, but become above average. And I don't think you could build your offensive defensive line in a trench reporter. But maybe I'm wrong. Dion will prove me wrong. And if he does, I'm with it. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to the Colorado versus the Colorado State game next year. You know, it ain't going to be cold, but it ain't going to be hot. So the boy will be there bundled up in some underwarmer. You know what I mean? But, But yeah, man. We'll see how Colorado does. We will I see. Think I think they'll be fine. But just, it's like just the beginning of the portal. They got recruits coming in, too. They're still recruiting and stuff. I mean, they could be people decommitting from other schools and they may head to Colorado. You never know. So I think they'll figure it out. They got a new offensive line coach. That's what they really need to develop these kids, even help these transfers to get to get better. I think they'll be okay. All right. Here we go. Your 12-team playoff next year. Tell me who gets in. Hold on. Let me think. Let me get an article up. Who's, let me get this AP real quick so I can see who who would be the top 12 right here. Are we talking about just from this year or just in general for next year? For next year. So we're talking I know, about. I know, but, I know, but am I going off of the AP poll for from this year or just. Whoever you think is going to make it okay. next year. All right. I'll just, I just wanted to. Get everything settled in before I start yeah. throwing names out there. You got Dylan uh, Gabriel at Oregon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ewers yeah. is coming back. You got a lot. Kyle McCord at, at Nebraska. You know what I mean? It's right, Okay, relax with Nebraska. <laughs> they, still, they still got a lot of work to do over there. You know but, what I mean? uh, For the 12 teams, let me see. I think Florida State will be in it. Uh, Texas? Wait, uh, I don't know. Just because of- There's no divisions next year, so... The top of the top team from each division, from each power five, gets mm-hmm. a spot, and then the five through eight uh, gets home field advantage, and then nine, 10, 11, 12 gets playoff berth. Basically, they have to. And go the top play. four get top four get buys, right? Yeah, the t- top four get buys. The next four get home field advantage, right? And yeah. then the four after that have to go. They get into the playoff, but they have to go to the uh, the other four. Home, away team, which okay. that's going to be crazy when you think about it. Yeah, All right. so that's between the eight and the nine seed. So let's say Texas is the eight seed, Oklahoma is the nine seed. Oklahoma got to go play in Texas, mm-hmm. or let's just say Texas is the nine seed and Ohio State the eight seed. They got to go play Ohio State in the goddamn cold <laughs> in January. All right, all right. Let me do this. Let's see. Okay. So, of course, Michigan. I think they'll be in it again. Okay. Michigan. Florida State. Fuck it. I'm going to say Texas. I uh, hope you would say Texas. What you mean? Fuck it. Mean, just because, of, like, it's just going into the SEC and just everything like that. Just It's going to be different than playing these people in the Big 12. You know what I mean? I, I don't. Yeah. It's going to have to get up a, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're going to go play Texas Tech and blow them out by 50 or whatever. But um, anyways. Shout out to uh, the Red Raiders. <laughs> I'm just going to always bring them up talking shit. Shout out to the Red Raiders. <laughs> but uh, Alabama, of course, Georgia, you know, the regulars. Oregon has a shot, dude, with, with Dylan Gabriel. I'm not saying, like, top five, maybe maybe eight or nine. Uh, Ohio State going to be in there again for usual. You know who I think will be really good, though? <laughs> Ole Miss, I think they'll be in it this year. And Mizzou, both of them. And, of course, they're going to throw Penn State in there because it's just Penn State. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be in there regardless. How many is that? That's eight. 
Eight. All right. So OU. Yeah, I see OU in there. Arizona. So Arizona's a Big Twelve school now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see them getting in. Uh, LSU. I, I wish I knew. Uh, the last team is has to be a power group of five team. I wish I knew who was all coming back to SMU, but I'm going to go ahead and throw them in there. I'm going to say SMU. SMU goes to the ACC next year. Oh, shoot. Okay. I didn't know that. So you got probably Liberty, James Madison, one of those. Uh, what about Tulane? Tulane. Is, yeah, Tulane. Can okay. I, I can see them. Just because they're, they're, I think they're up and up from what yeah. I saw this season. I just didn't know that if, what conference it would be classified in, but if it's one of those last 12 in or whatever, last one in or whatever, I, I can see them jumping in there. They went 11 and two this year. And if they, I, they're bringing everybody back, I believe, or they might lose. They're losing pride as a quarterback. Okay. okay. So, but everybody else, I think they'll be fine and shoot for a number 12 spot. I think they can do it or them or James Madison. I can see it. You want to know what's crazy? Why I asked you this, right? Yeah. Because you you probably got the most unbiased opinion yeah. when it comes to conferences and everything. Out of all the 12 teams that you named, only two are not in even the Big Ten or the SEC. Look here, bro. I'm just going off of <laughs> I've seen I've seen over the years, and this is what I saw. That's and... that when you think about it, because you remember this year they were like the ACC got left out. The ACC got left out, Big 12. Didn't get left out because you have Texas, but Texas is not going to be in the Big 12 next yeah. year. The Pac-12 is no longer, right? Yep, yep. So, next, so basically, these playoffs are about to be the Big 10 against the SEC. What, what a couple, what a couple Big 12, maybe I, a I, Big 12 team. I threw, I threw a Big 12 in there, right? Arizona? I think, to be honest with you, I think Utah will get the nod over Arizona. You think? Cam Rising is coming back next year. Is Fafita coming back? Fafita is. Fafita's a... Sophomore, yeah, Fafita's coming. Yeah, back. I, I'm not even tripping there. You taking you taking Fafita over Cam Rising? Yep, he got a he got a sick name. I'm gonna take Fafita. <laughs> Cam Rising is a crazy man. <laughs> Cam Rising is a crazy man. <laughs> Cam Rising is a crazy man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even see Notre Dame even making it in there. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my teams, right? All right, hold on. Let me get this going. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so Ohio State. Yep. Alabama, Georgia, Missouri. If Cam Ward goes to Miami or Florida State, I'll say they get in. If Which he doesn't, one? I say he goes to Miami. Okay. So Miami, um, Colorado. I don't know how they're going to get in, but I oh. believe I'm put some belief in them. Arizona, Utah. How many is that? Eight. One, two, one, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tulane, James and Madison. I think two of them, two of those schools will get in because it's gonna be tough. Did I say Missouri? Yeah, you did. So you got you got eleven right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, oh. nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. One more. Mississippi State. They're gonna score a lot of points. Yeah, they're gonna score a lot of points. Mississippi State will be in there. Auburn won't make it. That's um, what we're already. Wait, wait. Who who was my that Mississippi State was your twelve? So yeah, Ohio State. Alabama. Take out Tulane. Take out Tulane. Okay, okay. Take out Tulane. All right. So I had 
James Madison, Mississippi State, and then the other one that I'm going to put is Michigan. I think I put Michigan. Yeah, you didn't say Michigan. Hold on. Yeah, Michigan. Hold on, let me recount real quick. Make sure I have room. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, you got one more. Uh SMU. I'll just put SMU up there. SMU. SMU. So you got Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. You didn't even say Texas, but uh, Missouri. Whoa, no, no, no. That's not wallet. I'm wallet. Let me put in my team in, bro. <laughs> Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Missouri. you fraud, Colorado, Arizona, Utah, Michigan, Jason Addison, Mississippi State, and SMU. That's a song now, bro. you're fraud. Put in Texas. Who am I taking out? You taking out SMU? That's oh, you taking out? Put in Texas, bro. All I'm right, tripping. Texas, there, bro. Man, hate to see it. Who am I? You ain't never noticed about to say nothing. You right, but I'm I'm glad they put some goddamn boomer Sooners in there. It sucked, but but yeah, that's that's my twelve team. It'll be interesting, but to end this, we're gonna go over what we think. It's been a week since we talked about it, but um. You got Washington or we got Texas? What am I? What am I doing? Washington or Texas? Oh, it's still Texas, bro. Still Texas? That's how you still yeah. feel? All right. Alabama or Missouri? Missouri. Alabama or Michigan? I'm I was like, wait, what? They switched something I'm... up on me? <laughs> Alabama still. So you think Alabama-Texas rematch? Yep. Yep, and Who Texas, wins? Texas comes out. It's going to be it's gonna be super close because I think Alabama going to look for revenge, but Texas is going to win by at least three. So you're saying Texas will be the national championships? I think so. I think so. I like the way you I like the way you think, you know what I mean? I just That's don't not... think I just don't think Washington can really compete with their defensive line, but that's just me. That's it's going to be good, good games. Yeah. I, I like I like the outcome. I still have Texas and Alabama in there. I have about one. By one? By one point. I think something's just going to happen crazy, but they're going to win. Texas is going to win by one point. Now, the real good game is Florida State against Georgia and then Missouri against Penn State. I feel like Missouri's going to blow out Penn State. I feel like they are, too. <laughs> I, was say, I, I, just, I, feel I like think they're just going to blow them out. Yeah. I feel Missouri's going to definitely blow out Penn State. Penn State has one well, of the top-rated defense in the – College football, but they really didn't play anybody other than Oregon. I mean, sorry, other than Ohio State yeah. and uh, Michigan. So, and they got exposed in both. And then the what's it called? Georgia and Florida State. Is Florida State even? I, I've been sending you the, what they've been saying. And everything. You think they're gonna they opt know, out? I don't know, bro. The way they they're talking right now, that's a lot of money, bro. That's a lot <sighs> of nil well, money. Well, they, this is what they said. So they broke it down this way, just like. You, they go get ready. They accept the bowl. Get ready. Get do you know same game day situations. Everything. Go to where's it at? The peach, the orange bowl. Uh, yeah, the orange bowl. Go over there. You know, do their game situations, warm up, whatever. And then when it's game time, they can come out and just like hey, we're not playing because at, at that point they've already got their money and everything for the bowl. Just go showing up and everything, and then they're just gonna not play. But hey, I don't know. I'm not. Part of the team, not part of the program. I'm that backlash would be crazy. I'm just repeating of what these people are saying. It could be completely wrong. They just go in there and play. But, hey, that's what they're saying. If they do that, 
They're fraud. They're a bunch of crybabies. So I just want to go ahead and say, <laughs> play the bowl. I have win not the, seen. Play the bowl to your best abilities. Win the game so you can say the committee was wrong. It's over. You got screwed. We know you got screwed. It's over. Play the bowl. Do what you got to do. I see them playing too, just because some of these like seniors and everybody this their last year, they want to probably want to go play and everything. Like, yeah, of course, it's not a playoffs or a national championship, but it's still a good bowl. You're playing yeah. Georgia, you're so playing Georgia, yeah, yeah. You're playing Georgia. You beat Georgia. They're like, maybe we were wrong. Yeah, but but speaking of this, you know, we're gonna end this, but we gotta end this on a little a little argument. See what Marvin Harrison said? Oh, we're not getting into this again, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> Because you and Cody sat up here and y'all told me. And I'm still going to say it. Marvin Harrison. The Marvin Harrison. The wide receiver. Obviously, he don't want to. He don't like national championships. Obviously. He said, if I had to stay one more, it would be because I would want to win. Not a national championship, right? Crazy. He said, I would want to win a Big Ten championship and beat the team up north. That is in Michigan. You're... Listen, the number, the, no, 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 the number one wide receiver in NCAA, according to the award voters, went on the record on a national newsletter and said, I would rather win just a Big Ten championship and beat Michigan than win a national championship. My case is closed. You can do your arguments, but I was right. I told you the boys don't care nothing about but beating Michigan. My point stands in they don't care about winning, they just care about beating Michigan. They can go one and ten as long as they beat Michigan. And you were trying to up here and tell me that they wouldn't care about what what's it called? They would care about winning besides Michigan, but they just no, care they about would. Michigan. No, no, listen, no, no, he, no, no, he, no, 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 they no. care. No, I said, no, 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 I said they care. Uh, they, they would, you were like, if they lose every game with the talent, oh, how they have, but listen. But if they went eight and three, and in those eight wins, let's just say since it's in the Big Ten, it, it's extending, right? More teams are coming in. If they went eight and three next year and they lost to Oregon, Washington, and let's just say Indiana. I'm going to just throw a bullshit team in there. But in those eight games, they beat Michigan and Penn State. Ryan Day is safe. Next year, if they don't beat Michigan, they wasted Marvin Harrison not beating Michigan. Kyle McCord is gone. They're going to probably bring in Will Howard, who God knows probably couldn't play in the cold. He's from Kansas State. It's cold over there. Mm, Kansas State. Look at mm, the windy. What is it? You windy said city? Kansas State wasn't good this year. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't. Kansas, Kansas State went like 8-3 and three or something like that. They were not that good. What did they, they lost to – they didn't even make it to the Big 2. Oklahoma State beat them. Oklahoma State was beating everybody. Except they got blown out in the championship game. But no, keep on task. Keep on task. Next year, I'm telling you, if that man known as Ryan Day does not beat Michigan. Yeah, they would. Eight it's and four. A, it's, a, it's a deal. Eight and four is way different than eight and three, buddy. I'm just going to throw it out there. You know what I mean? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's an extra, one, that's one, extra one, L. One, one, that's an extra L. One, that's an extra L. What were their losses? Uh, let me get their losses real quick. I, I know one was Texas. Texas? Oklahoma State had to be one. Kansas? They lost to Kansas, bro. Kansas, Kansas, Kansas was 8-4 too, bro. You act like these Kansas teams weren't playing this year. They were 8-4. Eight, eight, 
I, I'm tired of William Howard. Was it you? Bad, you just said as long as they go, it be Michigan. Eight, that's eight, Ohio eight, State. Four, five. That's Ohio State. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. Ohio State. Okay. okay. My fault. Yeah. My bad. That's Ohio State. So, like I was saying, my my initial argument: Ohio State doesn't beat Michigan next year. Not only is Ryan Day on the hot seat, but he wasted Marvin Harrison's extra year. They probably won't have a quarterback that's going to be better than Kyle McCord. It's going to be probably the worst. I don't want to say the worst, but it's going to be a difficult season for Ohio State. And at the end of it, Ryan Day won't be there. I put, you know what, listen, listen, because I'm trying to get you to move. We're trying to get you to move to Dallas. But if you move to Dallas or whenever you come to Dallas, you can pick any restaurant. I don't care if the restaurant is $500. For four people. Hey, I, don't, I ain't doing that. All right. <laughs> if Ryan Day does not, if Ryan Day does not beat Michigan next year, and at the end of the offseason he's not fired, dinner is on me. Dinner is on me. Back to what I was saying. They obviously they don't care about winning. They just care about Michigan. So I hope they lose next year to Penn State, Michigan, Oregon, and whoever else, just because of that statement. Obviously, they don't care about winning as long as we beat Michigan. I ain't got nothing to argue about. It's just why you why are y'all so obsessed with them? Just because y'all haven't beat them the last three years? That's it's crazy. It's a big robbery. It's a huge robbery. Well, you didn't see what's it called like players from Michigan and saying, "Oh, well, uh, I'm staying another year because we want to beat Ohio State or whatever." They it's beat them the last four years. I'm not talking about. Can, can I finish my point? My bad. You're right. Okay. <laughs> when. Harbaugh got there the first year. They lost like five years in a row or whatever. You didn't see these Michigan players like, you know what? As long as we go back and you know we beat them, them dudes down south or whatever, I'll be good. They don't care. There's not like that for them. As long as they're winning, going to the playoffs, competing for a national championship, they don't care. They do not care. Of course, they do have to be Ohio State to get into this playoffs, but they're not worried about this rivalry and then like just. We're gonna fire somebody just because they can't beat the so and so team or whatever. That's all. That sounds like Ohio State thing. It sounds like a freaking what's it called? Like a, a jealous ex or something. We can't compete with somebody else. It's just it's ridiculous, bro. Just win your games, beat your rival, but don't dwell on just well. It, this goes for the school, the the athletic director, the boosters, Marvin Harrison. Y'all need to worry about winning a national championship. Not worried about. You know what, Michigan, Michigan, this, Michigan, that. Of course, you have to beat them, but after you lose, move on, beat them the next year. But all this, just we're gonna fire Ryan Day because we can't beat them. Okay, this is twelve team playoffs next year. Y'all gonna get in, so he gets fired because they didn't beat Michigan. But y'all still in the playoffs? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, he gets a toxic, fired. Yes. A toxic ex that's just jealous of the other other dude. Just because they can't beat them. That's hey, ridiculous, bro. That's so stupid. You. I don't know true, but Toxic X is crash out these days. So you know what I mean? I hope they lose next year. I hope they do too, so my point can be proven. That them boys gonna get him out of there. But it's been nice talking to you. You know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> just gonna can't, piss me off. We can't we really can't go deep into this, but we will be back this this Sunday. We got some bowl games coming up this week. Probably gonna oh, be wait, more. We, we didn't even go over quarter. the. We didn't even go over the best and worst bowl game. We pick. We pick two. The, the, the best one and worst, worst one. Yeah, like you know, like the all the out of all the bowl games, what do you oh, think yeah, be the yeah, worst yeah. bowl game and what be the best bowl game? Which is 
just wanted to, just one of the worst, and one of the one of the best that we get up out of here. Worst Pop Tart Bowl because they got a human that's gonna be as a pop, gonna be dressed up as a Pop Tart, and everybody's gonna be eating off of it. That's gonna I'm be great. That one. I have no idea, but I just know it's the Pop Tart Bowl. Just the Pop Tart Bowl. Yeah, it's called the Pop Tart Bowl. When open this, I don't, I don't remember that one. That's the worst. Yeah, that's gonna be the worst one. Just because they got it, the the winners get to eat a pop tart off. Basically, so my guys gonna be dressed hey. as pop tart. Oh wait, they they're just giving them pop tarts. No, they're eating. They're eating. The guys gonna be dressed up as yeah. Hey yo, pause, bro. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> that's why I said it's the worst bowl. And my I, best, I would, I would need one play, bro. My best bowl. I think it's going to be the um, oh, sugar. No, it's not the sugar bowl, but it'll be Missouri against Penn State. Missouri against Penn State. Yeah, there's not a lot of opt outs. Both quarterbacks are going to be playing. Uh, it's going to be Big Ten versus SEC, kind of big. So both coaches uh, aren't on the hot seat. So it'll be good to see. That that'll probably be the best bowl, but the worst bowl is definitely gonna be the best bowl. <laughs> I guess I missed this pause out, but I do not remember talking about that. That's crazy. I wouldn't even want to win, bro. And then you got the mayo bowl where the coach gets mayo dumped on his head. What are, what are they doing in these bowls? What what is happening? Entertainment. Nah, bro. Nah. I I'm not, I wasn't even going off the bowl names, but I'm just going off the the teams that are playing. So my worst bowl is probably gonna. <laughs> Just started laughing because I just saw who it was. <laughs> it's gonna be the Independence Bowl. And you know who? James uh, Madison, the Air Force. No, 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 no. Uh, Texas Tech and Cal. Damn, <laughs> Why you do it like that? But no, no, no. But for real, I think it's gonna be the Bahama Bowl with Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. I didn't even know Old Dominion played football. I thought they just did basketball. No, they they had a. Uh, I want to say okay, but they had a a team this year. Yeah, I thought they just did basketball over there, but. Yeah, the best bowl just not not going off for the New Year's Six or whatever. I think it's gonna be. I think where to go? I just lost it. Um, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State and A and M. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good bowl because they yeah. used to play each other back in the Big Twelve. So that that's what that's what I was thinking. Just like a, a whole Mike Big Twelve El- thing. Mike Elko's Jeff Gundy. Yeah. So Bobby I didn't know. That'll probably be a good bowl game. Besides, like, you know, the New Year's Six or whatever, I think that'll be probably the better one. Besides the Mizzou and Penn State one, too. I can't wait to see the Pop-Tart Bowl, bro. I'm trying to see if they're going to eat. I Pop-Tart. feel bad for NC State and Kansas State in that Pop-Tarts Bowl. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, make sure y'all do us a favor. Like the video on YouTube. Uh, we'll be posting clips on TikTok this week. Make sure to follow the podcast. And on Reels, too. Yeah, on Reels. On Instagram Reels. Instagrams, too. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify, on Apple, Amazon, wherever you are. Like it. Give it a five-star rating. Leave us a rating. If you uh, leave us a question, you want us to talk about something, put it in the YouTube comments. Uh, They are open. And, yeah, that's Uh, One more thing before we go. Shout-out to Cody for coming on last week. Oh, yeah, shout-out to Cody. Being like the mitigator between us because all we do is basically argue and giving us numbers and everything. So, yeah. shout out Cody for that. <laughs> Cody's gonna be our, our college football therapist. He'll come <laughs> in and, and give us uh, give us a little way. 
also follow the Instagram. Follow Instagram. Uh, let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Uh, we've got some sound quality that's perfect now. Appreciate y'all sticking with us through the first couple episodes. But please uh, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube. We really appreciate it. We're going to keep doing this every Sunday, coming out every Monday. But yeah, that's yours, Charles Comer and James from the Over and Under podcast. And we are out. See ya. Thank you for tuning into the Over Under podcast. Please give us feedback on the podcast and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed. Follow us on Instagram at overunderpod23 and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All links are in the show description section. Thank you and see you next time.